Come, Holy Spirit, come by the most powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Eight days ago, we rejoiced in the birth of our Savior. We celebrated this wondrous mystery of God became man. And then just this last Sunday, the church directed our attention to the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, the family in which our Savior was born. And today, the church directs our attention even a little more particularly to our Blessed Mother. As we celebrate and proclaim this mystery of our faith, one of the dogmas of our faith, that Mary is truly the mother of God, that this is her proper role, her proper title in God's plan of salvation history. And to those that aren't used to this kind of phrasing or this title, maybe haven't grown up with it, it can at first kind of strike you a bit odd if you stop to think about it. How can God have a mother? Mothers pre-exist their children. Mothers come first. But God exists from all eternity. He is the author of life. He's the creator of everything that exists. So how can God have a mother? This was a a controversy in the early church, and there was a, a priest and bishop by the name of Nestorius who said, we shouldn't call Mary mother of God. Right? Because God is eternal. God is the author of all that exists. God can't have a mother. We should just call Mary the mother of the human Jesus, the mother of the Messiah. That's, that's more appropriate. And the church condemned that as a heresy because there's a big problem with that line of thinking. Jesus is not two people. There's not a human Jesus and a divine Jesus. Mary didn't just give birth to the humanity of Jesus. Mary gave birth to Jesus. And so this is a great example of where what we believe about Mary is actually about defending and upholding the truth of our Lord Jesus Christ, that he is God, that he is the Son of God. And as we heard in our second reading, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman. This is the very foundation of our faith, that Jesus Christ is God incarnate. And so then the logic becomes actually pretty straightforward and simple. Jesus is God. Mary is the mother of Jesus. Therefore, Mary is the mother of God. Because we have to defend the divinity of Christ and that Mary truly gave birth to our Lord, who is the Son of God. And therefore, Mary is truly his mother and truly the mother of God incarnate. And we see in our gospel, uh, Mary doing something very motherly. It says, and Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Mothers think about their children a lot. And this is true of Mary as well. Nobody thought about Jesus more than Mary. Nobody spent more time pondering, reflecting, meditating upon this mystery of God incarnate. And that's one of the many reasons why Mary is a model for us as well. Because we need to spend time 
reflecting, pondering, meditating upon the mysteries of our faith, upon what God has done for us in Christ. I think all of us at times, probably in our faith, sometimes feel like, you know, maybe our faith isn't as lively or as powerful or as present to us as we would like. Or sometimes maybe some of the things that we we know we're supposed to believe, we kind of struggle with. Maybe they don't make a lot of sense to us sometimes and and things can seem kind of confused or, or maybe we have some doubts. You want to know the remedy to all of those uh, difficulties that we struggle with? We have to spend time reflecting upon, pondering, meditating upon the mysteries of our faith. We have to spend time in prayer, asking God to enlighten us, to help us understand and know what we believe. So I think this would be a beautiful New Year's resolution for all of us to devote more time to prayer. Maybe that's only five or ten minutes. That's better than nothing. And not just, just immediately bringing all of our petitions and our prayers and all the things that we, that we have to ask God. That's all very good and beautiful. But we need to spend time meditating, thinking, reflecting, pondering on our faith, on what we believe. And we can do that by reading the scriptures, by reading these events of our salvation. But there's a particular way in which the church has strongly encouraged us to meditate upon the mysteries of our faith. And that's with Mary. Because nobody knows Jesus better. Nobody has spent more time. Nobody knows him like our Blessed Mother. And she wants to help us understand better our Lord and all the things that he's done for us. And that's why so many countless popes and saints have encouraged us to pray the rosary. Because that's the essence of the rosary. Spending time with Mary, reflecting upon the mysteries of our faith, upon the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord. Because by asking her intercession to help us understand these mysteries better, there's no better teacher. There's nobody better who can help us truly uh, interiorize and appreciate all that Jesus has done for us. And the more we come to know these truths, the more we will love him. And that's what Mary wants for every single one of us, that we would know and love her son better. And so as we celebrate uh, this new year, as we proclaim this mystery of Mary as the mother of God, let's turn to her. Let's spend more time with her, reflecting upon the mysteries of our faith, pondering this beautiful truth in our hearts with her, that God has come to save us, that God has sent his son to become incarnate, to become one of us in our Lord Jesus Christ.